Good morning. My name is Wilder Kay, and I'll be speaking on the scripture. When I was four years old, I chose the smallest of a litter of toy poodles to join our family. She was this tiny, 
little ball of white fluff that reminded my brother and I of a vanilla milkshake. And so she was named Milkshake. Quickly, she became a new model for my baby doll clothes. She willingly allowed me to dress her up and parade her around in my baby doll stroller. She rode with us to school and then greeted us in the car after school. She was always there, and she is still here almost 15 years later. Sometimes I get busy with school and friends and forget about her, but she is always there when I get home, waiting and barking like she's the fiercest dog in the world. Did I mention she weighs around five pounds? <laughs> Recently, she became lost when we let her outside one morning. She had never left our yard before that day. However, her eyesight had gotten bad, and we believed she became disoriented. We felt certain that she would be there when we got home from school. Our neighbors were also on the lookout all day. After the first day, my mom was trying not to show us how stressed she was about Milkshake. She kept reassuring us that she would come back. Days went by. My mom stayed positive, but slowly started introducing the idea that Milkshake may not come back. And now a week had gone by. I was tearful and convinced that I'd probably seen the last of Milkshake, my childhood dog. Then, a fellow teacher showed my mom a picture of a dog on Facebook, asking if it was our dog. And there she was. All ragged, dirty, and collarless, but almost smiling in her picture. Someone had found her near the causeway. My mom immediately went and picked her up from her week-long adventure. Thankfully, she was back in our lives again. Ruth's words to her mother-in-law, Naomi, resonate throughout their story in the Bible, where you go, I will go, as she refused to return to her family and homeland for a better life after the death of her husband, we might ask ourselves, what was Ruth thinking? Going with her mother-in-law instead? Or was she even thinking at all? Ruth wasn't making a decision. The decision had been made. She was relying on her faith and loyalty, even though her loyalty came with a cost. Think about that. Her determination to remain with Naomi tells us much about her character and her love for her mother-in-law and her trust in God. Ruth's actions represent God's constant love and loyalty that he has for us. He is always there. Loyalty is a big word, much more than the seven letters of which it is made up. Loyalty is a very personal or powerful kind of faithfulness. Loyalty lets people know you want them in your life and that they are precious to you. Loyalty is the ability to put others above yourself and stick with them during the good times and the bad ones. In my 18 years of life, I have had many wonderful experiences and memories that I will treasure. However, I have also had times that, white, that quite weren't so simple to understand and deal with. Times that I thought my life would never be easy again. In times of darkness, God stepped in when I expected it the least, proving that where I go, He goes. When life brings devastation, it's hard to have faith. I have questioned at times why God would let certain things happen. Those are the times when we need faith and hope the most. When we feel like life has crushed us, we have to start with a little faith. Even when we cannot see beyond, his, beyond our pain to his plan, we can hope that our story isn't over. Better days are coming. 
This can be witnessed in the story of Naomi and Ruth. God will never leave us no matter what. God goes with us everywhere because he loves us. While circumstances may change, God's love does not. He often guides us through other people in our lives. My mother, my closest friends, my weekly devotional leader, Martha, family friends such as Miss Frida, Hayes, Mary Catherine, Hillier, have all shown me unwavering support and loyalty throughout the good times and the bad. They have always been there. Anytime I have questioned anything in my life, my mother has always told me to hand it over to God and pray about it. Recently, this has occurred a lot in choosing my next steps for the future. It is challenging at 18 to need to know where you have to go next and what you want to do with the rest of your life. So many choices and decisions are to be made. However, I know that God is going to be with me wherever I go. God is always at his work. There is always more to his story than we know. And like Ruth, we must rely on faith and loyalty to God without question. I have chosen to further my educational career at Pepperdine University in Malibu, California, where I know God will go with me. I know that those who have been loyal and shown their constant love will be there for me. I am leaning on my faith and trusting in God that I am heading in the right direction. He knows the plan he has for me, and he will always be there, because wherever I go, he goes. Thank you. Good morning. The story of Ruth and Naomi teaches us not only the importance of loyalty, but also the importance of service to others, especially in difficult times. Ruth chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 say, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. From this we learn how distraught Naomi had become, even to the point of questioning her God. She had just lost everyone in her life. She no longer had the one she had married or the ones she had birthed and raised. She no longer had a family to love and to make memories with. Why? There are times in our lives where events happen that do not make sense. How could a God of mercy allow this to happen? We're left wondering. It doesn't make sense. A crack is created and a distance is felt between one and God. Yet the story of Ruth and Naomi teaches us a hope, a hope that repairs the fractured relationship. As the scripture reading told us, Ruth told Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and me. We learned that Naomi was moved enough to allow Ruth to travel with her, but how truly convinced was Naomi? I mean, what Ruth said sounded great, 
She really had some convincing points. But too many times in our lives, we're given promises, promises that sound too good to be true because they end up not being true. However, Naomi trusts Ruth enough to allow her to travel with her to Bethlehem. As the two arrive in Bethlehem, it becomes time to harvest. Since Naomi and Ruth had just arrived in Bethlehem, the two had little food with them. So Ruth searched for a field to work in, collecting the remaining barley after a harvest. It just so happens that the, the field that Ruth selected was owned by a close relative of Naomi named Boaz. When Ruth returns to Naomi with the barley she collected, Ruth tells Naomi she worked in the field belonging to Boaz. Naomi's reaction surprises us, considering how down she had been in the past days. Ruth chapter 2, verse 20 says, The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and to the dead. Earlier in the story, Naomi was convinced the Lord was acting bitter towards her. We can understand why she would think this. She'd lost her family. Nevertheless, the latest verse teaches us of a change in Naomi's heart. The Lord was showing his kindness, not his bitterness. No longer did she question God's plan, for she praised his mercy. But what if Ruth never ventured with Naomi to Bethlehem? How would this story end? Would Naomi ever have a change of heart? I don't think so. I think it was necessary for Naomi to have Ruth in her life. It's necessary for us all to have a Ruth in our life. To some degree, we're in all Naomi at some point. I can remember the first year I attended a summer camp, YMCA Camp I Harbor, on Lake Burton in the mountains of North Georgia. I was seven, year olds, seven years old with a cabin full of 30 other seven-year-olds whom I had never met in my life. I had spent the nights at friends' houses for short durations, maybe one or two nights, but never a week. And I had never been away from my parents for an entire week. I needed someone to guide me, someone to lift me from the loneliness I felt. I needed a Ruth. And a Ruth for me came in the form of a camp counselor named Cody. Throughout the week, Cody led skills that made me excited to be at camp. And no longer did I feel lonely. I attended camp for the next eight summers as a camper. And I do not think I would have had the experience I had without the guidance and care of a counselor named Cody. Cody was my Ruth. Cody was probably a high school senior at the time and had no business hanging with me. Yet he did. Why? That leads me to wonder, <clears throat> why Ruth? Why did she stay with Naomi? Both Ruth and Orpah were also grieving the loss of husbands. <clears throat> so why did, why did Ruth, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Why did Ruth so willingly leave her home of Moab to enter a foreign society with different customs and a different God? Why would she make the promises she did and work as devoted as she did? In fact, in one day's work in Boaz's field, Ruth collected an estimated 30 pounds of barley. 30 pounds. Ruth was determined to enrich Naomi's life. Why? Why not focus on her own life, her own problems, her own troubles? 
and there's only one explanation, and that is love. Ruth loved Naomi so much that she was determined to devote her life to Naomi's service. Ruth was not concerned about leaving her home, leaving her culture, even leaving her gods. The only thing that she cared about was Naomi. So in my ninth year, I was given the opportunity to serve as a counselor at my summer camp. As I look back on all my years of camp, I can say with certainty that this was my most memorable year. It was most memorable because I had the chance to be a Cody. I sought out the campers that I thought were maybe not having the best time because I wanted them to experience camp as I had for so many years. I love my summer camp, and I wanted every camper, every camper to share the same love. Maybe that's why Cody helped me all those years ago, because he so loved camp. I was once a Naomi, but now I was a Ruth. Sometimes in life, we are a Naomi, but sometimes in life, we are a Ruth. For God calls us to be a Ruth in the lives of others, because when we are a Ruth, we help others follow God's path. Nowhere in the story of Ruth and Naomi is there a miracle performed. Yet it is the love that Ruth possesses for Naomi that compels Ruth to accompany Naomi, even in difficult times. And it is in that love that God's grace is present in our lives. For each of us to be a Ruth, we do not have to be a miracle worker or have any special talents. It just takes being present, committed, and filled with God's love. God never left Naomi nor Ruth in difficult times. He compelled a pagan Ruth to go with Naomi to Bethlehem through the love for the two. And it was no coincidence that Ruth ended up in Boaz's field that day. It was God's love for Ruth and Naomi that created the relationship and mended the brokenness inside Naomi. There are times when we are in Naomi, but God calls us each and every day to be a Ruth in the life of others. And whoever we are, our merciful God will always love us and always has a plan for us. Amen.